1: uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at High5HealthAndFitness.com.
0: is Christine Conti. And I'm
1: Brian Prendergast. And we
0: are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. How awesome was our show today?
1: Unbelievable. We got one of life's heroes on our show today. Ron. Romano. Romano. That's right. Oh, Ron runs NYC.
0: Ron runs NYC. Okay, so Ron does some pretty spectacular things. Um, we kind of got hooked up with Ron. He was raising some money and running some miles for his 60th some birthday. Miles. Maybe 60 miles on his 60th birthday. Um, he is just a ball of energy, and you are going to – he's going to blow your mind today. I, that's all I have to say. No,
1: it, it is, and it's all love. It, this, this guy it, – it, Ron's heart – and, and his energy and all the things that just derive from his passion to help other people, it's it's everything. It's everything that we, you know, we the way that we live our lives. It's everything that, that we like to do, um, you know, to help other people as well. And we use our bodies for it. Uh, you know, I always say we, we had Bart Yasso on the show a long time ago, right? The great mayor mm-hmm. of running. And and he, his famous quote is, you know, something I'll add a little bit here a little bit is is um, don't underestimate Never, never underestimate just how far running can take you, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we get with Ron. I mean, Ron is taking a simple thing; it's a simple movement. It's running, and he is living out loud with it. He's inspiring people with it. He is raising money for people who need it uh, with running, and you know, and, and it's just, a, it's just a passion, and it's everything with him. And uh, you know, he might have roped us into a hundred miler. Christine was all in. I just said yes because I'm a sucker for it's, stuff like it's that. It's just
0: something that's on my Like it's. it's, We've
1: always wanted to do one. Yeah, we have to do one. You
0: know, it's there. It's just a matter of when and will it work out and we wouldn't have to fly. uh, Whatever. Long story short, but um, all this stuff. Yeah, Ron is going to tell you uh, the one thing that really stuck out to me that I want you to think about is he says everyone has a chance to motivate others and we can all inspire someone. Just keep that in mind when you hear from Ron today because you're going to want to go out there and. Make a difference,
1: and you're going to want to donate, right? You're going to want to go to his GoFundMe uh, page. Let's let's uh, get show notes, uh, his Instagram, where you can find any, everything on him. I want to give it to you up front so that you have it. Is Ron runs NYC? From there, you'll be able to link up to everything. He's raising money for Tommy Ribs Posey, who is a uh, you know really good professional ultra runner and 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 you know high end runner who uh, unfortunately has a very rare form of cancer that has given him uh, you know a, a really tough uh time uh, uh like really he, anyone else that has had this if you look at at the story um anyone else would have passed from this i mean he is he's a he's fighting yeah no he is a fighter and he is a a special human that uh you know deserves some some money that ron is putting forth his effort and uh getting and, and raising money and doing it in a way that we just love 60 miles on your 60th birthday that's a guy that
0: sure beats the forty forty. that's for sure that's a
1: fit crazy right there <laughs> You guys are going to love this. Please enjoy.
0: Christine Conte and I'm Brian Prendergast we are two fit crazy and a microphone where it's at we are super pumped today because this is like a last minute everything worked out the stars aligned and um, Brian you want to do the little introductions for today
1: yeah we better get to it because Ron just told half his story before we press record here Uh, we've got Ron Romano the birthday boy here uh, joining us on the show today and uh, real excited Ron how's it going
2: Stoked to be here with you guys. I really appreciate the invite, man.
1: Likewise. Likewise. So, Ron, um, you had a birthday recently. Let's get in. We're going, we're going right in. We can ask all like, the, the <laughs> formative questions and like what you did as a kid and all that stuff later. But let's, uh, like, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> like, like, let's go. We, 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 there was something that happened recently. And uh, you turned 60. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Unbelievable, and uh, you know, in order to uh, celebrate your sixtieth birthday, uh, you decided to do to do some good in a
0: uh, crazy way, right?
1: For some, for That's some, what we right? do,
0: Ron? That's <laughs> yeah. what we do.
1: Sixty well, for for sixty.
2: Yes, um, for your show, it's not crazy. Um, for other people <laughs> out there in the universe, maybe, um, but for our kind of people um, who like to do wild and fun and and scary shit. You know, stuff that makes you gulp and keeps you up at night and, and you have absolutely no idea if you're actually going to make it. Um, when you come up with these plans, um, so I knew I wanted to do something epic for my 60th birthday. So the idea of running 60 miles and I even made fun of myself on my own podcast saying, I'm not going 60 K. I'm not riding a bike. I'm running 60 miles. Like there was no way out. So I'd already put myself in that box. Um, but I knew that I needed a higher purpose for this run. It couldn't just be about ego and trying to run 60 miles to show that I'm still fit and I'm and I can be tough when I need to be. Um, so I followed Tommy Rivers Poozy situation closely, um, the infamous Ribs in the running community, and you know what his bout has been like with cancer and six rounds of chemo and losing 70 pounds of muscle. Um, this Hulk of a human being, the super fit individual, um, like hanging onto life by a thread and. Just following the stories, just it touched me deeply, and I wanted to turn this into a fundraiser for him um, to try to raise money For him and his beautiful wife and girls. So that put real meaning behind it. And trust me, Brian and Christine, on the day that uh, my birthday threw at me, Mother (laughs) Nature was not kind to me on my 60th birthday. And every friend that I had, literally every friend of my had, and family members were like, you're not going to run on Friday. Mm -hmm. You saw the weather forecast, right? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. They go, you're going to change to Saturday or Sunday or another day, right? And I'm like, no, I'm not changing the day the day is Friday. My birthday is Friday. It's on Friday. And they're like, okay, you've lost it. You're out of your gourd, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. In some uh, crazy way, that's always been the way my fuel works. If people think I can't do something, it always fires me up more. And um, the fact that I was doing this for ribs, I really put a lot of thought into that. I don't know if you guys are Goggins fans or where you come down on him, but um, his his soundtrack plays in my head, his audio book. Uh, joined me. I did this streak um, starting January 1st, 15 miles plus per day, building up for this. And I had him in my head. And so many of those runs, you guys know what it's like when you're fried and tired. And you know, you're at the end of an Ironman cycle or an ultra cycle and you're just beat and you don't want to do another long run. But that steeled me for like what was in front of me. And I had him in my head and and Godwin talks about being uncommon amongst the uncommon. He talks about <laughs> it a lot. And I said, if I could pull this runoff on this day, it's going to help me raise so much more money. It's going to bring so much more attention to it. So that also lead into it. So I rolled the dice and, and thank the Lord, I, I was able to pull through, man.
1: Roger that. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you pulled through. Let, let's let's talk why about why haven't
0: this. we been friends before, Ron? <laughs> let's get. Into I've been this. following
1: Ron on the Facebook know, for a but long why are time. We not he, he, yeah, like
0: this is Ron. I I did the forty forty. Yeah, I know. And again for charity, I, I mean, mine was around a point five loop in my neighborhood last year for
1: (laughs) last year for christine's birthday we ran 40 miles Um, around her block
0: uh uh-huh 60
1: something times it was good it was good it was a good time it was good we we
0: raised money (laughs) but that's i mean we talk about this the be uncommon among the uncommon. i mean this is what this is what life's about when you get up it should be an adventure and not a dread and You know, the running and running is just part of who we are. There's such a bigger picture and, you know, a bigger meaning to this that's beyond who we are. But, you know, you are showing this. Like, I'm 60, I'm, you know, sexy, I'm proud, I'm fit. And you know what? I'm putting my ass on the line for, you know. Out loud. Right. Literally. And you know what? Even if you didn't make it, you attempted it. And and that's the thing that is... You know, people don't even attempt, you know, and it blows my mind because life is so damn short. How, how is this not happening more? You know,
2: hey, well,
0: I'm thank riled you, Brian. up.
2: Go, Brian, go ahead. You no, got something. I, I, I,
1: can tell. I just want, I didn't want you to gloss over the conditions of yeah, that day. That was, I mean, we're, we're, we're January 29th. You can look it up in the almanac because it was a day for the ages. It was, you know, it was. 15, 20 degrees, it right, with 30-mile-per-hour-plus with, with yeah. winds. Uh, you know, well below zero. I kept track with, uh, with you as much as I could you from You ran that morning,
0: right? Too? Posting.
1: No, I took that day off. Did it was you? like, I didn't have
0: to. Yeah, I, <laughs> I ran, know? I ran that morning and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is really cold and windy. Just, <laughs> mm, I well, didn't have, I didn't, well,
1: didn't have anything major going on. So I looked at the calendar or I looked at the weather. And I'm like, oh, I'll just take tomorrow off. Here's Ron 60, yeah. 60th birthday. Got to go.
2: Well, that, that a couple of things on the weather because, um, Yeah, I. It's it's hard. You don't want to oversell it because then it just seems like you know you're just beating you know tooting your own horn and all that kind of stuff. But um, the the cool stuff is like I love to just run with heart and run with feel. But I'm an analytics guy. I mean, I use Stride foot pod. I mean, I've got a Coros watch. I pay attention. I know what my average heart rate is. I know all this other kind of cool analytical data. But Stride tells me that the air temp was 15 for the entire run, 15 degrees. Mm -hmm. The wind chill was below zero for huge chunks of the run, major, major portions. And no doubt, the wind was 35 to 45 on the water. And I ran like 95% of the run directly on the water. The worst part by far, because um, you guys know Jersey well, was out at Liberty State Park. And I right. ran, you know, for anybody following, I, I live in Weehawken. I live right across from the Chart House restaurant facing New York City. So on like a four minute ferry ride across. I ran from my building you know, all the way along the water, Jersey City, all the way extended to the furthest point where you're directly across from Lady Liberty. That's where I did my first Facebook Live update. I was getting blown fucking sideways. I hope I'm allowed to curse <laughs> Absolutely. on you. I probably Bring should have it. asked you no, that no, before he no. came on. No. But, no. I mean, blown sideways. When I say sideways, like, I mean, I have context in I my eyes. Yeah. Some of those pictures I have, uh, you know, the the gator on, a fleece gator. My face was red as a tomato like blown my eyes were like blowing water drops and i got out to that furthest point i did the facebook live update and you hear the wind like howling and the only comments that i could see because i'm not going to take my gloves off you know that would have been insane but i just keep seeing win 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 cold 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 (laughs) i'm just like yeah fuck yeah yeah i love it yes this is the best idea to do my first update here but and, um, you know, then going back, thankfully, the wind was just more across my shoulder at that point. And, and it was weird because that was my turnaround to be nowhere near done. You know, you talked about doing 40 for 40 and running around a block. <laughs> I knew I was going back to my building. I had already figured out at that point that my water had all froze, my gels had all froze. And anybody who does ultra or Ironmans in, like, your community and your listeners – man, it's problem solving 101. Absolutely. It's not just having a heart. It's not just being tough. It's not just having the Goggins mindset. It's like, I'm sitting there going, okay, my water's frozen and my gels are frozen. And when I get back to my building, I'm going to be around 24, 25 or 26 miles. So luckily for me, I had a really good friend in the building who I knew was going to join me for a few miles. And it didn't care how many miles she ran, but I also knew that she was going to hook me up with some bananas, some Gatorade, and some gels. So that made a big, big difference um, to just get some fuel in me and then have her company for, I think she ended up running like 12 or 13 miles with me. That's and good company. The- yeah. Yeah, it is good company. Because when you've run you know, 24, 26 miles alone, and not only alone, there wasn't anyone out there. No one's <laughs> no. dumb enough to go outside in that weather except me. No one is dumb enough <laughs> to even think about that. Um, so I didn't even see anybody, like maybe a few people. So a lot of alone time, a lot of meditative low state shit you know just working through it being grateful to be healthy enough to try something this crazy and to be doing something for someone else because that is to me taking on a higher calling in my life i mean COVID has broken our world and um you know i'm just so tired of hearing people complain about their races being canceled i don't want to hear it anymore you know what find something to do you're fit you're healthy Trust me, you guys are doing good things. You got scholarships going in the community. You do things, you're promoting what people are doing. There's always something you can do with your own fitness that other people would kill to have. How much would Tommy Rivers Poozy give to be healthy and be fit like he was before cancer destroyed his body or other people who can't run anymore or can't bike anymore, but still would love to be active. So while I'm healthy, I'm going to use it for something good
1: it's that it's that rage on attitude right that he that he gave us uh you know that we followed him i, I don't know christine how well you you know tommy ribs but he was you know He's a professional runner and you know mm-hmm. like a a good pro um, you know and and had won some big races and a good you know sponsored endurance athlete you know ultra guy mm-hmm. uh, ultra I believe right and um, yeah you know a couple different uh, things um, and he was and he's got cancer bad like the worst kind of rare form like ridiculously bad um, tell tell us a little bit more why him
2: yeah I just you know, basically as we, it's weird how you can follow people on Instagram or Facebook and not really know them, but you actually can get to know them. And um, I followed Tommy before the cancer, he was stricken with cancer, because he struck me as this guy with not a six-pack of abs, but a 12-pack of abs. Ridiculous. You know, this crazy beard and, you know, a handsome guy, almost like a Greek guy. But what I was amazed by was his quotes, you know, from classic authors and reading, like, legendary books that most, most of us don't read unless we're forced by a teacher or have to write a paper. So he's, he's just a super learned guy, an intelligent guy. And somebody who gave back to the community a lot and was just beloved. And when it happened, as I started to dig in more and follow his wife, Steph, outside, and his dad, Kim, who was doing these daily posts, and uh, his brother, Jacob, who's was also an epic runner and right. sponsored by Ultra and very well-known in the Ultra community. Both of these guys, by the way, are Olympic trials qualifying standard, both of the Poozy brothers. So they can run like sub-219 marathons. I, I looked but, it up.
1: Tommy Rives is a yeah. 218 guy marathon yeah. i mean baller and i you know i remember the big thing he won the las vegas marathon right one of the rock and rolls and he you know yeah. like, just kind of showed up and blew it out um, yeah yeah
2: but it was but it was the the words of stephanie and just the suffering that this guy was enduring and the photographs it just pulled me in and i just felt like somewhere along the way other than me running the jfk 50 with his gear on i wanted to do something for him i didn't want to just do posts and tag him and tell him i'm running miles from him. like I, I wanted to raise money for him and I thought, you know, people know me and people are aware of what I do. And um, I don't know if what I can raise. Um, and I've already raised $4,400. And some people would think awesome. that's amazing and unbelievable. But I know the way you two think. If you set a goal and you're not near your goal, you're not going to be happy. Yeah, yeah. So why did I pick a $10,000 goal? I have absolutely no idea. I don't know. But I do know in our lives that we're blessed to be able to have a podcast and a channel and we have some some media reach. like. It takes one newspaper to write a story. It takes one television channel to do a 30-second or two-minute report on a run like this. And all of a sudden, $4,400 could become $24,000 or it could become $100,000. And you know what? Their hospital bill is millions of dollars. This isn't like they're going to go on some vacation. He weighs 100 pounds. He's home right now. But I think when we do something good, it makes us feel like... The best that we can be. It makes us the best versions of ourselves. So I, I just uh, felt compelled to do something, and you know I'm I'm definitely feeling really good about some of the messages. And Tommy himself, if you look at one of my last Facebook posts, he actually wrote back on my post, inspired by you, meaning hmm. me, me, Ron Runs NYC, <laughs> inspired by you. Thank you for this. And so did Steph. She wrote me back and. You know, there's just really no words that I could say that could reflect what that made me feel like, that this guy's home, like laying in bed and took the time to acknowledge, you know, that somebody
0: went out there and did this for him. You know how cool it is that that we have the power, we have the ability, every single one of us to affect change, to get out there. And you know what? Like you said, you could raise ten dollars by running around the block or you could raise $100,000. I mean, are we planting a little garden or are we, you know, planting the world? (laughs) I mean, these are the things that I think what you're doing and some of the things that we do and other people, why we do them is not about us. It's about showing other people that you have the ability to change, to make a difference. And people talk about legacy and, you know, oh, what am I going to leave? No, it's... It's not what you're leaving. It's what are you doing to inspire other people? And that is, you know, that is kind of what you're doing on on this level and saying, hey, you know what? I got a platform. I know a couple people. Hey, guess what? We should do something good. And there's the ripple effect move your body. Because now they're like, hey, Ron did it. Oh, Christine and Brian did it. Like maybe I can do something like that. Well, you're damn right you can do something like that. But it's do it yeah like i'm i'm ready to kick people's butts right now like like go like yeah be yes you know this is not a difficult thing and it has such a great impact so i can't you know we can't thank you enough for coming on here and just like you know giving us a peek of what's going on right now with you know raising money and i'm hoping that well, I'm not hoping, I know that, you know, we'll get you, uh, you know, we'll get some nice donations going your way when we put this out as well. Um, I know we'll get all that info, right? Right. Okay. All right.
2: Well, that, that means a lot. And I think Brian kind of hinted at this earlier. I think so many times, and this is just one of the things I just try to, I, I do, I don't, I'm not a life coach by any stretch, but you know, I don't need any. I don't need any certification or degree to have been around the block and be experienced in business. and, And work with a lot of executives and teams of people. And I know it works, man. And I know recognition is everything. And when you tell people on your team that you couldn't have done something without them, you know, you just see everybody's face light up and you see the glow and they're Lifted off the ground. They don't need to be given a bonus check or something else, not that money and compensation is important. Half the time, it's just knowing, Christine, Brian, thank you for recognizing what I did. Thanks for seeing me and seeing what I'm paying attention to. I think people get frozen all the time. What could I do? Or they have an idea and they want to flesh it out and they want to make it perfect. And see, here's the thing you'll never get in trouble by just taking that first big step. I didn't have a plan. Right. I just knew I wanted to run 60 miles for my 60th birthday. I knew that wasn't a fully baked plan by any means, because if the only reason you're doing something is to prove your own toughness or to feed your own ego, there's nothing wrong with that. You have a, we all have rights as humans to feel good and give yourself some self-love. But when you add that other component, trust me, I never would have made it on that day in that crazy wind underfueled it was not only the purpose of running for ribs and what that meant, it was those three silly little Facebook live updates. One out at the Jersey city Liberty state park point. The second was when I got to the ferry terminal because they were just a a couple of minutes for me to take a beat. It's not a race. You know, there's no aid stations, man. I got no one out there. No one even seeing me, let alone cheering for me. Other than my two friends for MVPs, Toddy who lives in my building, my friend, Greg, who finished up with me in New York, like without them, I had no interaction. So seeing those comments, Literally was like, are you kidding me? Like you are so fucking inspiring. I can't believe you're doing this. Don't stop. You're a badass. And it was like, <laughs> I have to get this done. Okay. And when I cramped at 48 miles and I was starting to get hypothermia because I've had it before in Boston in 2017 and in Tokyo, I know what those signs are. I don't handle, we all have our kryptonite, right? We all, Or maybe multiple <laughs> forms of kryptonite when we get older. I don't do that well in the cold and it was a combination of just being out there all day and not having enough fuel. You've done Ironman's, both of you. You know you cannot – I don't care how how much you train. I don't care how many hundreds of miles you bike per week and how many hundreds of miles you run. I don't care how much time in the pool, all that stuff. It will unravel quickly in the cone of sun if you haven't fueled or in the cold, either way. So I knew why it was starting to go that way, and I jumped back in my friend's Jeep, for a few seconds and I swigged some Coca-Cola and I smashed some potato chips and <laughs> I grabbed a hot cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee from a corner in Union Square um, around 14th Street. And I told my friend uh, and he said nicely, "I didn't. it was almost didn't even need to be said because you guys are close and you're doing the show. I just said, stay. Yeah. I, needed, I needed to be dark mode, man. I needed to go solo. I uh, needed to be alone with myself and the coffee like my hands started to warm from the coffee and I I got it light and sweet, which I don't always do because there was so much sugar in there because I'm just using my head. Like I need calories. So if it's straight sugar or it doesn't matter. And that hot cup of coffee, I walked around one block, you know, which was around, I don't know, six or seven tenths of a mile. And my hands started to get warmth back. And that was the absolute turning point. You know, I wasn't thinking about my calf. I wasn't thinking about cramping. Just my hands started to get warm. And then I said, it's time to go caveman. It's time to go Goggins. I have to run. I've done all these miles. I did 15 straight days. I'm mean, 23 straight days of 15 plus miles every day, running on tired legs, mentally beat. I said, if I can start running again, I'm going to superintend them in another one of my 15 mile runs where I was beat and dead and didn't want to go out the door. And I just, I prayed my head off. I started running and I ran the last 11 miles and they were my fastest miles of the whole day. The last 11 miles. So I was going to bring God was that with me, man. God was definitely with me. And, you know, my friend Greg was a huge help uh, because he was not only there for me in the end and after I kind of got him to stay in the Jeep for a little while so I could be in my own space. But, you know, he took some epic pictures, man. If you saw any of those shots of me running towards – the freedom tower or running away from whatever it just was you know that's what a good friend will do he's not only out there running but i mean i didn't have a photographer i didn't have anybody to like make this day come to life so it was kind of on me on top of the running to either take pictures or you know whatever so even if you did have a
1: photographer like on staff they would have canceled on you that day it was nasty out there (laughs) they would would have been like no dude you're on your own Uh, let, let me clear let me clear the record for one moment here I have not done an Iron Man that those those fuckers those fuckers are crazy. Um, (laughs) We can work work on
2: that. Brian, I haven't done one either. No, no, I have not. This is on our list.
1: I'm a one trick pony. I just can run, you know, can run far and long uh, and and all day long and sometimes in caveman mode because that's the way that I do it best. I am like, guys, this one's on me. I'll see you later. Uh, Wife and kids, family. Goodbye. I did that all December. Mm-hmm. Um that was one of those you
0: were like needed some break from your homeschooling as well though I think that was, <laughs> that was part hey, of it three
1: kids and a sometimes upset teacher wife uh I'm out the door uh most definitely Brian's like
0: I got this thing going and um it's really yeah Oh my gosh! So how did that you uh, sanity
1: check? So so yeah. you knew he had to train for it, and I wanted to get into some of the build up, uh, and I de- definitely wanted to point out those last few miles, where are your fastest, because I checked the OnStrava. That's and, because and, yeah. he
0: had his coffee and his soda. That's a game and his changer. Chips. It's like a- That's like. I I know people ask me all the time. It's like you
1: They're got like, the epidural. Yeah,
0: it's like the f- you <laughs> people say, oh Christine, you must only do all natural on your races and your this or that. What do you do? And I was like, I don't know. The the first Ironman, the last 13 miles of the run, I drank soda and I ate rock salt. <laughs> Judge me not. They're like, did yeah? you did you train with it? I go, no, no, I just, I just that was what. I needed my body was like okay let's do some math let's do some calculations of whatever you know it's I love it's that. it's such
1: a thinking man's game it you is. know like yeah. just all this stuff it's it's survival you figure things out as you go
2: yeah I think that that is that's the point right there um, and yeah, not necessarily in marathon because I think at any fitness level man you could be an eight hour marathon or a, a two twenty two thirty marathon or yeah nutrition's important. But you could really stumble your way through a marathon as long as you get some fueling in late. Like you can't, you cannot recover in an Ironman or an ultra, unless you had like a pronounced break, right? If it's a hundred mile or a 50 miler or something. Maybe got an IV or just like said, okay, I'm going <laughs> to sleep it off for a while. Or to your point, Christine, it's like, I just see stuff, man. It's like seafood, eat food, see, drink, drink, drink. Mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't have weed in it or barley. Cause I have celiac, you know, I'm like, I'm down. Um, <laughs> but I smashed those potatoes, man. I was just like smashed them. Like, you know, give these fuckers up. Got them. I th- it was the Dunkin' t- Donuts light and sweet coffee. Oh yeah, that was that was the miracle worker in this case, but yeah, it's usually Coca-Cola is my miracle worker. But on that day, it was like 80 below. So, you know, the cold, the cold Coke wasn't doing it quite as much, you know,
0: fun, fun fact. I'll tell you this fun fact. Okay. (laughs) So the last, the last, um, this is embarrassing. This is really funny. Um, the last one, I grabbed potato chips, but I didn't. You know, I wanted to make them last, right? So I would put them down my my shirt. So I would be running with like pretzels Crunch, and potato chips them up. in my sports bra. Yeah, salty
2: boobs. Like uh, yeah. I got
0: a soda and a and a sports bra full of chips. Yep, <laughs> I am an elite athlete. That's
1: right. I yeah. love it. Sounds, <laughs> I love sounds, <laughs> it. sounds sounds crummy, Christine. That's
2: that's epic. I have oh, a, a a friend who God. won the JFK fifty um two years ago the year of the snow she crushed it and beat two western states winners that year um kate powerdy she's a total badass and she's she's an Ironman man triathlete pro and rocked the iron man world first before getting into ultra which is her real love and one day she'll kill like western states or something when she can fit it in and, and qualify um, she used to make fun of me Because nutrition was always Like kind of a bugaboo for me She's like Ron, you don't care What anybody fucking thinks Wear a goddamn sports bra Underneath And just smash All those fucking gels In there Like all the ladies <laughs> do Just be done with this shit And I was just like You know I'm thinking about it But I know She would have just Waited for me to do it That she would have like Jumped on my post Or something It would have been over have <laughs> And like torched forever But you know Like I have no There's no shame man You know Just whatever it takes To get it done So so you didn't start with uh, a
1: 60 mile on your birthday as you mentioned JFK and and a couple of these other events what what it, i always say there's three types of masters runners right there's the there's the masters runner that um never ran when they were younger and, you know, just got into it late in life and, and, you know, just enjoyed it and kept going. There's the ones that did run when they were, you know, high schoolers and maybe in college, then took those career years and took the gap and then got back to it. And then there's the ones that never stopped and just have gone straight through. What are you?
2: Uh, High school, college, division one baseball player, um, Wrestler, football, never ran in any form other than in school, you know, gym class, all that kind of stuff, Um, was always fast, always stole the most bases on my high school and college team, Um, loved to run, always had that love of running in me. And we used to do this thing. I went to James Madison down in Virginia and, and our uh, coach before batting practice would make us run 5k like in the hills and the Shenandoah mountains. And the rule was whoever got back first got the most BP time. So mm. it was so funny. Never did cross country in my life. Never did any of those races. I mean, now I've run some cross country races right. as a master's runner, but I would just, I just came up with this total pre-strategy. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking go as hard <laughs> as I humanly can. I will bust my lungs and I'll just Break everybody. And that's what I would do every time. I would just like go as fast as I could for like the first mile. And I would look back and there was like, no one there. I was like, whew, extra batting practice again today. And if anybody had ever gone with me, they could have, I would have cracked, you know, but that was, that was my strategy. So I didn't start running until I was like 30, I guess like mid thirties, like 32, 33. Right. Uh, and also was to actually kind of dabbled in triathlon first christine which is interesting because uh, i was dating a girl who was like into multi the multi-sport tri-life uh deal and i really enjoyed it i mean i was loving tri and i was with ridgewood triathlon club really tight group of athletes you know swimming at the y doing a lot of biking and running together and then i just had this awful awful crash at like 50 miles an hour and just you know broke my suborbital bone <sighs> broke my jaw broke my nose like oh. you know Back in the time when you'd stay in the hospital for nine or ten days with something was wrong, whereas today they'd throw you out in like three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was pretty banged up. And um, I think like a month to the day after, I did the Wildflower Half Ironman in California, which was not the race to do. So Christine's shaking her head already. <laughs> um, because – I was or I was really scared to be back on the bike with other people around I me. Mean, not riding the bike, I wasn't afraid I was going to fall or crash. Um, what happened on that crash was we were riding over railroad tracks in the super fast downhill switchback section, and there's railroad tracks there. So just instinctively, you can't bunny hop something at like 40 plus miles an hour, but you just usually do. And that's the last thing I remember. Well, my quick release popped on my wheel, and my front fork went down. And I flew like 50 feet in the air, and just holy like holy shit. Face. So no helmet, no glasses. There'd be no Ron runs NYC on this show, or there'd be no podcast of my own. But um, so thankfully I was able to, they were able to put me back together like Humpty Dumpty. Um, But Wildflower um, being on the bike and that downhill I was riding the brake. I mean, there was sparks coming off the brake and I was going like 50 miles an hour like saying Hail Mary's out loud going, it's over. I promise to retire. I'm not doing any more bike rides. I'm not going to do any more triathlon. Just let me get out. And then, of course, in true fashion, just to like rub it in, the run was like 104 degrees with no shade. And I just like, you know, just normally the runs (laughs) I crush and I just like hobbled my way through the run. It's just like, I'm retired. I'm out of triathlon. And then, Went to running and, um, you know, really never, ever thought about going back to try because you were just saying how Brian hasn't done an Ironman. We just talked about it Um, because of COVID, getting bored. I brought my bike out this year and started riding a lot of miles because I was raising money for Tommy by riding miles in these different things with American Cancer Society and some other things. The more miles you rode and there's um, something called the Cannonball Run, which part of your entry fee goes to Tommy's family. So there's just a bunch of things I've done that were involved with my running and biking to just help again with Tommy. So those are things there, but I uh you know, didn't get into running till my mid 30s and you know, ran all my best times in my mid 30s and like late 40s and I got to run the 100th Boston which you guys weren't even born then, you know. <laughs> so like in 1996, I I ran 241 in boston awesome. i was for there were forty thousand runners that year because they opened it up for the 100th wow. race okay so i think i was 400th out of um forty thousand. so that was my best boston
0: that's
2: nuts yeah that's a long time ago though wow. it's like ancient ancient history Shh, it's um, fine it's fine
0: it's you yeah. still own it no one can take that away from you that's the best yeah
2: part. no i mean i think um having legacy in the sport is is something that keeps us in it And I think I share that not just as a point of, like, boasting, hey, it's a fast time. It wasn't my fastest marathon time, but it's my favorite memory because it was like being in the Olympics for the 100th Boston. But I hear all the time from Masters friends who are like, oh, man, I can't get motivated anymore because I can't run anywhere near the times I ran. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is your problem? Like you're never going to run what you ran when you were 17 or 20 or 30, but there's a thousand other ways to get motivated in life, not just raising money for Tommy, but just come on, man. There's just other ways. Okay. And if you just think about the simplest thing, every one of us has a chance to motivate somebody else, whether it's our own kids, our neighbors, our family members, my brothers are both getting back into like walking and doing other things. They're not going to start running like me, but they they run a little bit, a mile here, there. But you know, I know that I've had a chance to inspire them. But and we all can inspire somebody. You don't have to be fast to inspire somebody. You just have to put the effort in, man, and just get out there and do something.
1: I, I'm I agree wholeheartedly, man. You are we're moving our bodies. That's it. We're you know we're. we're in, in, Just inspiring people by just putting it out there, moving our bodies feeling good, living out loud, you know, being excited about the next thing that we're doing, telling people about it. And, you know, next thing you know, you, people, you are inspiring. You inspired the hell out of me. You're inspiring Tommy Ribs. You're inspiring all of us, you know, like, and, and that inspiration, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a life force. It's getting you through, it's getting you through all this stuff. Um, you know, you can't do something for somebody else without having it be about you, like at all. And, You know, and here and here you are, 60, you know, a young man uh, doing this shit. And it's just it's just unbelievable. It's fantastic.
0: So I want to get into a little bit podcast. We love podcasts. So um, obviously inspiring, getting words out there, a worldwide platform. All right. Talk to us about why. Why did you start the podcast? Tell everyone what it is because sharing is caring. We're all in this together. We got to promote, you know, we got to take our listeners and, you know, once they, once they listen to ours, then they're allowed to listen to yours. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kidding.
2: It's it's two fit crazies first. Okay.
0: (laughs) And then, and
2: I'm Ron runs NYC in Instagram for anybody who isn't following me, please give me a follow. Uh, I will absolutely return the favor. And my podcast is run chats with Ron runs NYC. Um, And it all started um, talking about Kate before the JFK 50 winner. You know, we were just logging a lot of miles that one year with her schedule in mind, just lined up. And I just thought about, you know, kind of that sanctity of our conversations, like just how beautiful and how, you know, unguarded they are, man. It's just like, you're just being fully transparent about everything, about your marriage, about work, about just things in our life that we're stuck with or on and, you know, how do we get through it? And it's amazing how on a run, and it doesn't need to be on some beautiful trail or at a beach. It can be in some shitty ass route (laughs) that's your route, but it's your route and you own it. It's amazing how your guard comes down and you're willing to share some of your deepest, darkest moments uh, with people on a run. And I just thought, wouldn't that be a cool thing? to do on a show, like to have that, you know, moment of just getting people to open up and talk about things that they've gone through in their life. It doesn't have to be good. It can be difficult, could be dark Um, or obviously highlight moments too, you know, for maybe people that aren't as well-known, you know, those pro elite athletes that everybody's after, you know, I'm kind of looking more for those diamond in the rough stories that will motivate other people. Um, Have you come through some sort of hardship or difficulty and, Um, have you made some sort of change or transformation in your life and um, giving people a platform for that. And particularly I seem to find some people who are more on the introverted side, which is interesting. They're like, Oh no, I would be terrible on a podcast. Like, no, no, I got you, man. We're going to, we're going to pull this (laughs) shit out and it's going to help you. And it's going to be good. And so um, that same sort of way that you both understand doing community based things makes you feel amazing and warm and fuzzy. Every time I can share somebody's story out there and help them, you know, get their story to be told, or maybe even unlock maybe that they've never even shared with anybody else, or didn't even think it was worthy. Which is really um, the super cool part, because hell yeah, everybody's got a worthy story to tell, or some component of their life, something they're doing that's unique or interesting. So that's kind of what my show's about. It's still very new. I think um, my. F- 30th show will publish today or tomorrow so only about 30 episodes in um but i'm super passionate about it i love it and of course i will totally return the favor and have you guys on the show the only question is am i going to have you both on at once or am i going to do you one-on-one so i might have to separate you guys um although i'm a big fan of the two-on-one situation (laughs) i'm a big fan of that
1: You know you know what she's she's a full episode in herself christine uh, uh, christine please please I ain't nearly as crazy as she is.
0: Um, <laughs> you are. No, you, I got, we I got, talked I got, about this. No, I'm crazy no, no. out loud, and Brian's the the, the quieter crazy that the ca- is almost scarier. The
1: cauldron is in the is in my belly. Like
0: a, <laughs> you're,
2: you're, you're both coming. Seriously, you're both coming on. So you can, I can guarantee you, I'm not the kind of person who says something and doesn't follow through. You're both coming on. We're on. Uh, and then your followers, listeners, will get a chance to hear you having the questions thrown <laughs> in your direction, which is always fun. And you guys know that because it's it's definitely a treat um and it always feels amazing when you're asked to go on a show it, it should make you feel good absolutely feel i love
0: damn, it damn damn proud so yeah um, ron we don't disappoint <laughs> <laughs> there is there Hell is no. no failure here
2: so energy levels high quality of conversation high it's all good, man. And it's it's two, it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm drinking a beer. So <laughs> you know I mean I didn't get to celebrate this run, so I gotta tell you, man. I, you know, you not, pro- re- I mean, you know, you gotta know what that's like. I mean, it's we're living in a different world. Mm-hmm. A, a year or two ago, Christine, when you finished an Ironman, Man, your whole family was there. They could hug you, you cross the finish line, you're an Iron Man,
0: Christine, and all these things. None of this
2: shit happens anymore. Yeah, you know how many like, virtual
0: I- races I've run like by myself <laughs> in the last year? Everyone's like, Do you want to do this? You want to do that? Or oh my gosh, what's it like not to run i'm like what what are you guys talking about i've done like i've done like five marathons last year like with me hey yeah well you know it's i think it's interesting just the way people look at it too um i'm i'm signed up for chattanooga in september so
2: yeah A bunch of people tried to convince me. Um, I I give you my word right now, and I give your followers and listeners to the show. Uh I am all in to do an Ironman. I have a new Trek Madone, which is delivered. It's on the Upper West Side of New York right now um, because my Trek, which is back there against the wall, is 23 or 24 years old. And when I had a a bike crash in Central Park with some idiot riding the wrong way at like 930 at night and blinded me, you know, like even though it passed all the tests, it's it's cool, and maybe the frame will just hang on the wall here or something because <laughs> you know some of that stuff is fun. Um, but no, I'm I'm in. I'm just I'm going to need at least five or six months to really work on my swimming. I have not I have not swam since I left the sport. And sure, swimming in the ocean, boogie boarding, body surfing, but that is not open water swimming. That's not lap swimming. It's none of the above. So I gotta I gotta
0: work on it. That,
2: so that
1: that's that's exactly where I swim. I knew with nothing.
0: Things. I, I had five, what, six months, I think, and I had never really swam before.
1: Her swim coach. I huh? also
0: never, yeah. My swim coach was my son, who was ten at the time, <laughs> and he's a competitive swimmer. He's he a would monster. take me and be like, "Mom, Mom, can you swim,
2: can you swim for me secretly? Oh he's my like, gosh. I can just handle the bike and run. He's like, well,
0: no bike. I didn't have a bike. I'd never rode a road, a road bike or a tri bike before. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just figured I'd figure it out. You know. And fifty-five yeah. miles an hour down the Adirondack Mountains in the pouring rain. I also prayed. So, so that,
2: that's is that Lake Placid? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, a tough. That's yeah. a tough course. I mean, right? why
0: not do that your first time when you're? I I did it with the Ironman Foundation because why not do that and do some rounds of chemo and some other stuff at the same time? I mean, I'm sure that's a great idea, <laughs> but it worked out. I Wait, didn't you die. Were, you
2: were going. You were going through chemo when you did the Ironman.
0: I have an autoimmune, so I was in remission for a while, and then it got really bad when I, I'd already been you know, going with the, um, what is it? The Ironman foundation had picked up my story. Okay. So, um, I'm like, Oh, well YOLO, it turned into it, like, all right, well, I'm guess I'm training and doing some chemo at the time. And, uh, I'm like, well, might as well. They, everyone told me the worst thing that could happen is I could die.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? you're, you're on the next episode. On, you get to come on the show first.
0: <laughs> yeah. No,
1: fair
2: enough. I'm telling you, she's yeah. a ringer.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I, I yeah. yeah. It,
2: and I can I just uh, – just drop, I want to drop back to one other fundraising thing I did because I know you guys are all about that and have done a lot. Yes. And it's, it's a whole – it was at the front end of COVID. Um, so I work in healthcare personally. So I um, – and Karen knows this situation about me because um, she follows me and we've known each other a little bit. But I did 10 marathons in 10 weeks for frontline healthcare Woo! workers. <laughs> and I raised um, $4,000 um, for meals for healthcare workers, and I contributed four of my own because I wanted to keep it going. So I delivered $8,000 in meals amongst New Jersey, New York, Westchester over a 10 week period last year, like starting in March, like when the COVID pandemic thing really hit. So that was just another thing. Like for everybody listening, trust me, there's, you don't need a Tommy River story. It doesn't have to be about healthcare. There's something out there in your own world right now. If you just think a little bit like What could I have an impact with? A school, a foundation, something in your community, something that just it's in your world and maybe you're not really thinking about it deeply enough. And if you put a little more thought into it, I guarantee you come up with an idea. And I'll tell you what, reach out to me, Christine and Brian, Cause we'll I will help anybody come up with or form that idea more and, or I'll just push you right the hell in, and put <laughs> you on the hook and I'll, and I'm down with going with anybody to do anything. So if anybody needs company on long runs, long rides, whatever, to raise money for anything, period, I'm in. So yeah. hit um, me up. I'm in.
0: Okay. I love it. That's I a second that. That's a problem. Hit us up. So, um, did you, did I hear that you wanted to do a hundred miler?
2: Yes, I am doing one hundred miles.
0: When are you doing that?
2: April twenty
0: fourth. Hmm. Which one, or are you just doing it?
2: Is um. I actually, it's weird. I am blanking on it. If I pulled my phone up, I could find the name Did of it. Do you have to it's qualify? In, uh, no, you don't have to qualify. No. You don't and they still haven't got their permit yet. So you can absolutely get in the race. Um, they're gonna get. They're gonna get their. They're gonna get their permit. Christine, I have to say, if you're ever going to pick a first hundred, because I put a lot of thought into this. This was not just like I, you know, spun the wheel of fortune. I'm not going to go to the Hard Rock or right. one of these races that has like eighty thousand feet of climbing and literally have no chance of finishing. Cause I'm I open can't, that weekend. I can't train. So here, here's the race. It is on the CNO Canal where I did the JFK 50. So, the hard part of the JFK is the first 15 miles are on single track Appalachian Trail, technical as fuck. Rocks, leaves, oh. tree roots, branches, gnarly. No, but that's what I'm saying. That part doesn't exist in this race. Oh. So, JFK, surviving that is everything. So, if you come out of there and you're not bleeding, it's a miracle. So, most people have fallen in multiple times, and then you get to the CNO Canal. Imagine this the Potomac River is there. It's hard bed, flat, Mm gravelly, you know, kind of like the Poland skill trail in Sparta or something. It's pancake flat, maybe small little rises, but they have a 40 mile, 30 mile, 30 mile loop that you're running around. So the Potomac River is there. There's not many hills. I mean, it's the only hills are like little rises. There's no real defined hills. Now, the whole tricky part is going to be, again, because of COVID is going to be how the aid stations are going to be managed and what your team would be like. But if you were ever going to pick a first hundred, this is the one. And you know, if you get in, it'll be awesome. And Brian, you can come down and be on our crew, be on our crew because I'm going to need to get 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 no, some good crew <laughs> No, he's oh, running. No, he's his, running too. Well, his yeah. ass is running.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, I love
2: that. Yes. look, look
1: I, Yes, she just looked at me with that look of disgust. I, yeah, I'm in. What the fuck? We're
2: broadcasting this thing live, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be down there filming this shit? We, well, need, a, what's we the, need a TV crew. We'll get the,
0: Yeah. Well, um, no, I wanted to do 100. I don't think e- there's just I don't know. They they're YOLO. That's how I live at this point, you know. There's you, you, need, you stay need stay hard, second. Christine. There's stay hard. Because,
2: because we're on the show and people are gonna want to know the name. Give me one second Take it so on. I can just find my Is it poster. expensive?
0: I, like what's the deal? I,
2: no, no, no. Well, I mean ultra races are more expensive than regular as you know, the way Ironmans are, just because of cost right, and all right. um it's probably like I don't know, three hundred bucks or something. But that's to me is reasonable. Hang on, where is it? Come on now. Come on! You went too far back. Got to be. I'm feeling somewhere. good about
1: this, would Christine. Really my mile is my miles you do are it? up.
2: Yeah. This but you would have perf- to run it with me.
0: I'm not doing it by myself. Like I'm not going to This gonna is gotta be Keep perfect. up, then. Oh my god! This is,
2: this is the perfect race to dip your toe in the hundred mile ultra ward Here we go. It is called the CNO Canal 100. It's in. April 24th, as I said, CNO Canal 100, Knoxville, Maryland. Uh, Knoxville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. It's on Ultra Sign Up, which is where you can find all good Ultra races. And then there's a site, I think it might be called Race Reviews. I'll, I'll text you guys when the show's over. Right. There's, a, there's a number of sites that really uh, write really great uh, articles and interview runners who've run any of these races, and they talk about crew. Um, what's it like on the trail? Um, what's the course really like? What's support like? Because, man, you're going to be running through the dark and all this other shit. Right. But honestly, I think it's the best course you're going to find, you know, unless you want to go out west or something like Utah or Colorado or California. Um, there's some great courses out there. But for me, I've run on that. You can't imagine something better for the body. It is not running. St- I ran sixteen miles, sixty miles on concrete and asphalt. That's
1: not, that's not fun for the body. Trust me. I, you know what? I like it. I like the. I like the idea of just we can it, drive it, there, doing it to What's get the, the hundred in, not not to conquer some you know incredible you know Leadville setup. You know where Correct. you're up and over. You know you don't want to twelve thousand feet. Let's dip our toes into a hundred miles here. We registered yeah.
0: for Leadville. I threw like remember I threw all of our names <laughs> yeah. in Leadville a couple years ago, and then they did the drawing and. Everyone was like... Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank we didn't God. make it in there. Hit send, <laughs> say the
2: prayer. <laughs> this is Please this say is one no, time. send. Yeah. It's like, I remember I used to apply to get to Kona because I was doing try in the beginning. And I wanted to get in. But like, if I applied now and I got in, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't swim. <laughs> yeah. you know? It'd be like, well, what am I going to do? 2.4 miles,
0: swim in open water. <laughs> but, yeah,
2: we could fundraise. We could fundraise for it too. We'd come up with a team fundraiser or I something. Love it. And that, would be, that would be super cool. Well, we always get-
0: have our scholarship that we offer too for our two I saw that mm-hmm. I saw
2: that a was it a $2,000 scholarship right for an athlete from brick or somewhere I saw, so, I well, yeah, we I saw did it. we'd like it to be was $8 that million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: yeah. that, that was just the most recent ones mm-hmm. that's, and that's what we ran the 40 for 40 for Christine we got a bunch of donations from that and, uh, yeah, we just, you know, I'm, I actually, my latest thing is every time, I don't know how, how about you, Ron, but when I run, I find money everywhere, right? I find nickels, dimes, quarters, and all that stuff. I
2: saw that in your post. Yeah. That's great. So I was
1: like, I'm just going to pick them up and and look for donors and and uh, to, you know, to match my whatever I find. And, you know, sure enough, I'm up to like 20 bucks. And I got, you know, a few, like 10, 12 people that said that they would match me on that. So, all right, we're making, you know, making some money Progress. here. Yeah. Cash. it's It's gutter dough, you know. It's uh, scraped up gnarly money, but it works real well. And uh, as long as people are pledging to to match it, who cares? But uh, yeah, I like I like this. My miles are up. What's the longest you would run for? uh, I mean, aside from the sixty miler you just did last week, what's the uh, what's the farthest you would run for training for a hundred miler?
2: Uh, I've never run a hundred. I've only run two two fifties. I did um, Cayuga Trail fifty, which is up in Ithaca, New York. Right. Um, That is. A spectacular race. I mean, truly, uh, I don't know if either of you are Lord of the Rings fans, <laughs> um, but I've watched those films like 800 times. And if you um, imagine those mountains and the waterfalls and all the stuff and the scenes where they're running across bridges and being chased, it's, it's like you're in the film. Um, so it was mind-bogglingly beautiful, picturesque, but crazy difficult. Like, yeah. you know, 12,000 feet of elevation in a 50-mile show. Hard, difficult, got lost. <laughs> um, wildly lost, following some army ranger type dude um, who was super cool and became my friend. But I'm not blaming him. Just you, you can miss a flag, it anyone. Happens. Yeah, even somebody like him who he, he taught orienteering. So we got lost, and then. Um, none of us had enough experience to know the most basic thing of ultra, which is when you get lost, you go backwards. Right. That's what you do. You don't fight. You don't have group discussions. You just go backwards to wherever the last point was before you were lost. And that's how you resolve it. So for any newbies in ultra, that was a hard lesson for me to learn. Cause if we'd have just done that, although we had to go up to a set of crazy step, uh, steep cliff steps, we would have resolved it, you know, within a mile or a mile and a half yeah. versus like by the time we got back, we knew there was no way we'd be able to finish on time. Um, but I ran around a fucking parking lot because <laughs> you're let me go on at the halfway point. And he goes, You're not going to finish. It's going to get dark. You're going to fall off a cliff. And I'm like, Dude, I didn't come here and run 28 miles, man. You can't. I'm going to get my man car taken away. I, I, I can't. And he's like, All right. Everybody said you've been telling funny stories at the aid station all day. So I'm going to let you go back out there, but you got to swear that you're going to, when they turn you around, you're going to come back. I said, I'm telling you, man, I don't want to fall off a cliff. I'm going to turn around. So I got back. I don't know what, I was like 42 or 43 miles. I ran around the campsite parking lots. People were getting hammered, drunk, you know, eating hot dogs, (laughs) s'mores and marshmallows and looking at me going, who is this dude? You know, I'm like, What's up, peeps? <laughs> I just kept looking at my watch. You know, the more you look at your watch, it only goes like a 10. You know you, you know what it's like in the Ironman bike, Christine, when you like want to get to 112 and it's like 88. I'm still on 88. What's going on? Like it doesn't, everything goes backwards. It doesn't, it should be like you look and it's 88 and it's like 98. No, it's like 88.9. It's like, okay, I guess I can't look for a while. So that was my first Ultra, but not an official finish. So JFK this um, fall, November was my first finish. So this 60 is the longest I've ever run. And I would never run longer than that yeah. ever for a hundred. You don't, um, there's, uh, I'll send some stuff to you guys. I'm um, just, yeah. cause I'm deeply into it. You know, I just enjoy the reading and learning and the technical aspects, but I'm diving deep into the world. And, you know, no one would have told me running 15 miles every day is the way to train to run 60, 60 miles. But I knew in my head that it was up here more than it was, you know, whether my body could do Always it. Always is. You know, it worked for me. Um, it may not work for somebody else, but it worked well for me. And it ser- served my purpose because I did like 430 miles That's in crazy. 24 days. But in 20, Christine, in 24 days of running. I, so like I couldn't run for five days because I fell in the night with no headlamp on like a moron. Nice move, Ron. Go outside in the pitch black without a headlamp or handlights. Smart. As in, don't do that. Anybody (laughs) listening at home, don't run an ultra in the dark on a trail with no lights. Not a really good idea. So this was on a a very major thoroughfare. It's like River Road, which, you know, runs along the water from, you know, Hoboken, you know, all the way up to the George Washington Bridge. So to have a whole block with no street lights was kind of rare and crazy, but that's on me. But in a way, you know, sometimes when something happens to you and you're in a cycle and Christine, I know you gotta know this. Sometimes it happens for a reason. It was probably a blessing. Because I want to do five hundred miles for the month for ribs, because I figured it could be another hook to ask for fundraising. Like maybe a corporate sponsor might be say, the dude ran five hundred miles. Here's five hundred dollars for your for your charity. Mm-hmm. So I was closing that was I was going to get that number. But then I couldn't run for five days because my knee was just so sore, you know, swollen, you know, just hitting it on the ground, not like anything happened. I just bashed it. You know, (laughs) So I had to take five days off. And then I took the days off after my run. And I still haven't run all week, people. So I'm being a good boy. I'm chilling. All right. I'm not, when, not running. When do
0: I break it to Ron that I don't have any training cycles? <laughs> <laughs> that I just go out there and I run the races. She, oh, yeah, she'll, love, this
1: is better. No, she'll drive you nuts. But yeah, it, it's people it's, yell it's at me awesome. all the time. They're like, "What's your what you know? What's your training been like for Ironman?" She's like, "I don't uh. know. <laughs> I just go. <laughs> I swim a little. I bike a little. I run a little. Um, you know, it. paces. Well, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, sure. heart rate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, all those things. so like
0: I like to be like just
1: she's on zone nine always free flow
0: no it's I'm, it's I'm so in tune with how I feel and my body and you know it's I really think a lot of it and, mental. and
1: to boot, she's an incredible athlete that, well, you know, she's back she's in the day. no, no doubt about it. I mean, she is a special athlete that, you know, sometimes I'm like, if she did actually train to run, you know, like run a marathon, and do put a training block together, she'd probably be an Olympic trialist, you know, like one of those deals. I, I mean, she runs 309 without it, without doing just running. And you know, through and it doesn't matter the race, it doesn't matter the location, you know, Boston three you know, three ten. Uh Atlantic City, three ten. You know, like all those places. It's just kinda like, you know, she nails it.
2: So you ran three ten last Boston?
0: Uh no, I'm gonna so. three yeah,
2: 313. Maybe Something like three thirteen Boston, yeah. I ran three thirteen, baby. Yeah, it was humid. It was humid as fuck. It was it was a hot day. It was humid Which then.
0: one was that? Was what, what was the that last one? one that we ran. 19. The last legal
2: one. Yeah, I'm not talking about virtual cuz virtuals yeah. um, they only count for fun. They're not like food. Oh, field.
0: that's the oh. hot one where I got the yeah. the last time Dude, I, got, I was there, I got, I got, my got story. The,
2: Grab my picture.
0: I got the calf cramps. And So you
2: did you did you beat me? That's the question. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to dive a little deeper I don't here. I
0: know. All I know I is that I was hobbling to. the last couple <laughs> of miles and I'm like we're down. We're down Boylston Street. and I'm looking around, like, okay, if both of my calves go out, which one of you assholes is going to <laughs> carry me down the street to the it's, finish it's
2: line? It's a flat. Ti- it's it's a I'm double like, flat tire situation.
0: I'm like, what do you? Oh, oh, I, oh, oh. wait till Brian shows so you was, this one. I, this I know for listeners.
1: 2019. I was in Boston. I was feeling pretty good. I was pretty fit about th- you know things. I was cranking. I, I was. I was hitting six forties the whole way, you know. I was nice. cruising, yeah. And I was you
0: scared the hell well, out of me. Well and under sub
2: three turf,
1: regular yeah. rock a
0: sub three. I had
1: just run uh, the previous November. I had run two forty eight in Philly, and I was feeling good. I've, you know, I was I was as fit as I was then.
0: And both crazies were in town. And I was like, I'll be behind you like Double. a half hour. And we'll
1: go get at <laughs> about at about eighteen climbing hills, I was like. Pshh. I don't know what's wrong, but this ain't happening anymore. And you know, it was just the wheels came off, and it was just where I was at. And and uh, you know, I I've run Boston a few times, so I know how to attack it. It wasn't a rookie, you know. I I, I you know I laid up those first you know twelve miles or so, fourteen miles, and just kind of you know dealt the, with the downhills. I wasn't too fast because uh, it's a sucker's course, right? And yeah. uh, and you know, I just whatever it was, it was that day. I mean, the training went well, and everything went well, so. I made a decision at that point I was like all right I got t- about 10 miles I knew where my family was going to be I was like I'm just going to you know high five as many kids as I can and 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 get home and get the medal and 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 ha- you know it just wasn't my day. So I do finally see my family and everything's good they're like my my brother's like what the hell's wrong with you you know you're 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 20 minutes late um <laughs> and uh you know it's okay you know smile on my face high five them my kids still think I'm a freaking champion so it's all good. And uh, I turned down Boylston Street, and we're about, you know, like, you know, that stretch. We're by the flag, so we're we're pretty close to the finish line. Maybe about two hundred meters out or so. And I uh, see so see this guy, and he's just wobbling. He's in bad shape, and he's just kind of not, you know, he's he's just moving. He's moving, but he's out. So I go over, and I get my arm around him, and I say, hey, buddy, how's it going? We're going to get to that finish line right there. Like, you and I, like, let's go. And he just, like, glazed over, looking. He just had nothing going on. I said, what's your name? And he didn't respond, and I said, oh, shit. Oh. So then the arm went over my, my, you know, my shoulder, and now I'm carrying this dude. And then another guy came over, and he gets the other side, and we're taking this dude to the finish line. Um, and I didn't even think anything of it. So we get the guy there, and like it was kind of the thing, like with the paramedics. So I'm like, get out here! Like they're we're going towards the finish line, and I'm like, you guys got to get here. And they were, you know, we got him to the finish line, and they took over from there. I guess they wanted him to finish. I don't know. We were dragging this dude, and. Uh, I didn't think anything of it I told my family Oh yeah They helped this guy Get over the finish line And you know That was it And and uh, I'm driving home From Boston We're in somewhere Like in Connecticut And my brother's like Did you see it And I'm like What did I see Like what And then I look down And my phone's going Bananas and all shit The Associated Press photographer picked up the shot, and he took this, like, epic shot of me carrying this dude over the finish line. like the
0: Vietnam War Memorial
1: footage. All of us. And underneath it, you know, because we got bib numbers on, Brian Prendergast, Brick, New Jersey, and, like, you know, the guy's name and all this stuff. And it's like... You know, by that night, it's one of the top 10 must see pictures of the Boston Marathon and Oosh. all this shit. I'm going to hold it up for you here. Ron. Let's see if I can get this thing close to the screen.
0: Yeah. All right. I know our listeners can't really see this, but isn't that pretty impressive?
2: That's absolutely awesome. That is so great. And the, I love the red bibs. Look, everybody's got the red bibs on, baby. Yeah, baby. So. Rocking those red bibs. That, that is so awesome. And you know, all the way back to the beginning, when I said that camera guy, the AP person, and then it maybe ending up on a local newsfeed—that's how we make a real impact, right? I mean, who, who, sh- why shouldn't I be thrilled that I raised forty-four hundred dollars for Tommy Rips? I should, right? Yeah. I should. But you know what? I know both of you get it. Yeah. I'm not threatened. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I did something, and people paid attention, and people listened to his story. And everybody's brought it to this point. But I know that somewhere out there, it's one new set of eyeballs. It's one other person Mm -hmm. taking a moment to read about it and go, oh, wow. And then it ends up getting coverage like that or the news. And then all of a sudden – we just have a huge impact. So it's totally awesome. You had already given up your race, but you could have just gone by and just said, I don't need to deal with this. Enough Let of- me just get I- to the finish line and be done. But you thought about another person, and that's always what's important, man, always. I agree. Here Ron, and here.
0: Ron and I were just trying to finish while the um, – was that the one where the guy was crawling right the military yes. guy did you run yeah. past him
2: uh i didn't um i didn't but He's i right know he here. was he was around he was a r- really close to us in that uh, oh i ran past time. him
0: i was like i'm an asshole except i knew <laughs> he didn't want help like i knew he yeah, didn't. yeah want that guy help. that
2: was his thing and I,
0: I was like oh i know. know and i'm like great i hope someone took a picture of me as i'm running by like
2: yeah game, dude like, <laughs> yeah. no that's not the picture you want like you're stepping uh, on the guy it's just like or you're looking back you know like okay you're in my way yeah i
0: was like thank <laughs> you brian but at least brian got the like shops? you know good yeah well
2: brian covered also, you guys right. so got you covered go we got fast? some content goodness.
0: Got some i gotta content. i
2: gotta grab a prop for one second for you guys so just bear with me one second, yeah. Go, okay? he's
0: getting a prop oh my goodness I love for it.
2: for the listeners and, mm-hmm.
1: and, and Ron will come back to this. So uh, that moment at in Boston is is something that I actually have turned into uh you know, a speech that when I'm allowed in schools, I when I talk to the kids and things like that. And it's you know, everybody um Ron's back. I uh
2: Okay. I'm real, back real
1: quick, I'm in the middle of something here. <laughs> um they so what I was saying real no what I was saying is um I did turn that boston moment into a speech that i actually give to kids at schools when i'm able to get in in there and talk to them right now no one's letting it, letting us in the doors but and it's one of the things the feedback that people gave to me it was like that's extraordinary what an extraordinary thing you did and you know it was it was extraordinary and that was a word that just kept coming up and like you're awesome rock star all that shit and you know and and <laughs> extraordinary and all i said was all i did was help somebody like why is that extraordinary why isn't it ordinary why isn't it ordinary that we do these things all the time? So much so that when I did it, somebody, you know, they, they, it's a big deal. And uh, so, make extraordinary ordinary is the actual theme of the of the lecture that I give to the kids, and they buy it. They get into it. It's cool. It's got sports involved, so it's kind of cool. And you know, I play it off like I'm a total badass with my running and all that shit. Yeah, but and, kids and they, love you. They though. love that. Yeah, they yeah. Love yeah. You. The children, they love me.
2: Uh, but, that's, but that's great because. Um, you're not trying to hype it. You're actually looking at it, you know, flipping it totally on the other side. and It's the truth because we all get so wrapped up in our own goals individually and what we're trying to do. And, you know, they, they really do matter a lot because we put so much into them, man. We put so many hours and hours of our own time to be able to train and compete and do these events and races. But at the end of the day, that moment there, it's going to mean more to you in your life at some point. Trust me, when you get to my age and you start to get a little older – you know, my hundredth Boston thing. I'll always remember that. I'll always have chills looking at that photograph and actually right. having hair on my head, <laughs> you know, but, and seeing a time with a two four one and knowing it's like low Beauty. six minute pace. And it's like, you know, and yeah, but that's great. But it's the, uh, you know, it's those other like community things, but I wanted to show you something cause I know that you Go guys ahead. probably don't know this. I know Laura knows it. So in 2019, the same year we're talking about um, Christine for Boston. I actually was one of 7 people in the entire world that ran all 6 mm. Abbott World Marathon Majors. I ran all 6 in the same year That's awesome. and I averaged 3:15 for all 6 of them. And my times were never more than 1 minute to 1 minute and a half apart between all of those races. So, I mean, the the last 3 were in 35 days, the first 3 were in 48 days. And then, you know, you're flying from Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I ran New York City two weeks after I did the New York City half and ran 128. So, like, I mean, you just, it never stopped. It just kept going the whole year. And I ran the 50-miler in between Boston <laughs> and London, which my friends are like, are you, now's your time to recover? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I've never run an ultra four. I want to try this. And, you know, so everybody wants to have this great schedule. I like your system, Christine. Mm-hmm. I like your system of just, you know what? Running. You know your body. I know my body. You know, Brian knows his body. I love coaches, man. I have coaches on my show all the time. I'm a big believer in using coaches to help get you to your goals. But at some point, You can drive your own car or drive your own bus if you know your own body well enough. And then maybe you have a swim person to work on your technique or things like that or open water swimming or maybe it's about how to get more power out of the bike. Um, But at the end of the day, there's so many great resources for how to train for an ultra. You know, at the end of the day, take control of that shit, man. You know, you're the one who's going to have to go out there and run. You know, all those people were hitting me up saying, I want to run some miles for you in the 60. Yeah, they all went away on Friday, <laughs> January 29th. Yep. I didn't see any of those feet and those comments that were rolling down on Facebook Live. It wasn't like, where are you? I'll meet you. Uh-uh. No, it was nothing. like It wasn't any of that going on, you know, because, you know, they were looking for that nice 40, 50 degree day where they're going to roll out and take some pictures and go, yeah, man, I ran with Ron today. Yeah, okay. Nah, <laughs> not really. They were out. They were, They checked out. Christine. What?
1: What about this guy here? He's great. <laughs> this is something, eh? <laughs> he's,
0: he's right up my alley.
1: That's our guy. That's what I said. I don't know
0: why we have not been friends before. We have had a beautiful friendship <laughs> blossoming here, Ron.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, you guys are great. And, um, you know, always, I, you know, shout out to Laura, obviously, because right. you know, she, and I actually believe it or not, I don't, it might've been my last Facebook live when I was home in my apartment and my dog was like licking my head. I actually think I saw that you guys wrote, we'd love to have you on. I, you know, again, you're, Christine I'm did. emotional, man. Yeah. You, you heard me, man. I was like basically in tears by the end. And you know, that's, that's my life, man. I, I like to live my life that way. I, teach my son. He's like this amazing writer and he has this unbelievable ability to write just such meaningful words and passages in life. And I'm like, you know, your grams, you know, she's 80, she's 88 years old. She can be 89. You know, all those beautiful words that you have and all the times that you've written her stuff. I said, just look her in the eye and tell her you love her. Look her in the eye and say, I love you, mom. Because, you know, sometimes we don't get that chance, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, Ah man I mm-hmm. I should have said that when right. I had the opportunity. So um you know me I'm just about being out there and you know my page my Instagram page is nothing more than just sharing my energy and love for running with other people when it used to be a community thing, when my feed was me and 12 other idiots running or crazy asses like you two. And now it's just me because I can't run with those other people. I mean, I could, but I've chosen not to just because I do like to see my mom and I do like to see my brothers. And with COVID, it's just, it's just so risky as you guys know. So we have to all take care of our families and be safe. Right.
0: Ron, please tell everyone The name of your podcast, once again.
2: Okay. It's Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. And I'm on all the channels, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, you know, all the standard places. Um, I am actually launching a youtube channel but not for like live and all that stuff just Mm -hmm. the podcast as you know have all become zoom like we're doing today so i have recorded i don't know maybe my last 15 or 20 since covid um so i'm just gonna start moving them up there as well because some people i'm sure you guys know this some people are into they're riding an exercise bike they're riding their trainer or even they're running on the treadmill and instead of having the headphones in and being out on a run, they can actually see you too. And if they've connected with you and they like you, they, they kind of like that medium. So I'm going to start making that come to life a little um, low budget, of course, because I have no <laughs> producers or people. You guys know all about that. Right? You're in a two-man band. I'm a one-man band, man. I wear, I wear a lot of <laughs> hats, AFG you know, ribs, and everything in between. So that's yeah, it takes uh
1: you know we we delegate some of our responsibilities and it works out and it works out pretty well but listen man the Instagram page is where it's at everything will connect through that so get on that guys it's ron runs nyc and uh, you know, definitely shout out to Lord Delia for uh KFG Keep Fucking Going. Uh yes. is, uh you know, is, is what, she
0: she did some miles with us on the forty forty by she the way? She came and
1: ran she ran she about eleven, near. twelve miles when we ran that forty that day. She's a champion. Uh she is uh uh you know, she's she's putting her heart out there as well and her logos and her uh, gear is awesome. Uh, you know, and, and look, go fund me. Right. How do we get in touch? Yes. How do we get uh, like obviously through the through Instagram as well, but maybe throw it a shout right now?
2: Yeah. So if you go to my Instagram bio, which is Ron Runs NYC, I have a link tree um, at, you know, at the, at the very top of my bio. There's a link tree, um, you know, link that you can click on, which has links to everything, my Web page. But the GoFundMe page is on the top. For Tommy Rivers, the sixty for sixty run, um, I'll send it to you guys. Also, sure. um, I don't, you know, the short links, the way they make things, I don't know what it's actually labeled, I've, but I've got on, it. I fa- get it We're on gonna... Facebook. On Facebook, it's a little easier, as you both know, because a link is actually clickable and available to you. So, if any of my Facebook posts have those links, but it means so much to me. I know how much you guys care about community service and and raising money for really important causes. Um, Just means a lot, man. It really does. So I thank you for giving me the chance to share about my run and the things that I've been up to and what I'm doing. And, you know, if I make $50 more for Rives' family, I know it's going to be way more than that. It's going to be so appreciated. So I I really, it means a lot to me um, that you guys are helping me with that and to have an impact because that's what it's all about.
0: I wonder what we could raise for the 100 miler.
2: Well, we have to think about <laughs> what do we want to what do we want to focus on. So I'm that's evil. a brainstorming. That's a that's a brainstorming session, and um, maybe it's three separate causes. Maybe Brian's going to have one, and maybe you're going to have one, Christine, and I'm going to have one. And entirely possible, I'll run for Ribs again or American Cancer Society. Brian, we all. You we
0: no, I'm th- in. Okay, I'm just making sure. I, love you. You. I thought he was shooting. No, look, no, like no, you're... no, no.
2: He's in. I could tell he's in. He's totally in. Um, and away. listen, dude, no one has any advantage in this thing because it's not like I have any experience in this. The old, going ten more miles. If it weren't for that cramp, honestly, I was really prepared to run the distance. It was fueling. And if, if my stuff hadn't frozen and I was able to get fuel in and it wasn't like a zillion degrees below zero, <laughs> um, I think the 60 would have been, you know, I, nothing. It's incredibly hard, but I would have been okay. The hard part was doing it alone and not having anybody to feed off of in a race or some aid stations to go through about 100 is like we're talking next level crazy shit, but you guys are all about the crazy down, man. Cause living, look at that. Living. Look at that cool logo. <laughs> look at a cool poster. Look at what's going down. And I'm going to, I have one ask for you guys on the, on the um, Please, community anything. Uh, side, uh, because you guys are doing what I do. So if you know people in your own personal lives, or maybe anybody who's hooked you up with your own branding stuff on the creative side, website stuff, YouTube stuff, um, I want to kind of pull my stuff together. I mean, obviously, I have two pages. I have my Ron Runs NYC and then have the podcast page. But I want to pull my branding stuff together. My website actually says that I'm going to launch a pod. It's <laughs> about a year and a half old.
0: Ron, oh.
2: It says I'm trying to be one of one of 13 people to run all the majors in one year. I did that did in that. 2019. So, like, I just... You have to recognize in life when your bandwidth is just – you know, when you Mm -hmm. have too much and the waves are coming over. So it's not about not willing to spend the money. It just I need somebody to help me kind of pull that together. And that goes to your listeners. That goes to your listeners, man. If anybody out there wants to be like, hey, I'm all about this. I'm going to help this dude pull his stuff together. I'd love to have it be one of your listeners or followers who jumps in and says – I got some ideas. I got some ideas too. We're on it. We're on it.
1: Say no more say no i love
2: the collaborative spirit baby i love it
1: we got you
0: oh ron it has been an absolute pleasure i'm so excited my new friend (laughs) my new crazy friend yes um yes new friends many many things in the future for us i'm just throwing that out there and um yeah all right so thank you so much thanks ron are so appreciative well
2: thank you guys it's been it's been such a treat. We got to do a selfie before we roll out of here, man. Oh. I can't. I go, I'm pretending it's my show and I'm in charge. Do so it. we got to be like, Hey, what's up? Get a little Hold selfie on. action. Yeah. I'm like in you the
1: sun. It. like a. Where's my Where's phone? Me.
2: Here. Just tell me when you're ready. I got to get the ribs. La- there we go. There you go. KFG. <laughs> I, I took a bunch. I guarantee you one of them going right. to come out good. All right. So you guys rock. You're totally awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Thank
0: Nothing you. Nothing but love, Ron. I and appreciate with it. with that said, it's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.